This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey, you guys. Good to see you. Welcome back to another Wednesday evening live stream with the Shower Door Professionals. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are pros. I'm not sure I belong here, but I guess technically I am a professional, so. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let you slide. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just showing up hanging out next to these guys. You know, so I look like I, I know what I'm doing. So uh, secrets out. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. We're halfway through the week now. That's the thing I love most about this uh, this call because I know that it's all downhill from here. Not raining. Yeah, yeah it stopped raining here on the central coast. So it's like uh, the sun came out. It was shining on us and stuff. Oh man, it's beautiful. Well, it was you took a lovely drive down to Big Sur yesterday, Chris. Did you really? Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it wasn't bad driving down there. I mean, Pacific Bell, they got a lot of uh, poles to put up to restring all their uh, phone lines. I mean, they're down all over the place going down the highway. They got blown down. Oh yeah, they're sitting up on a the top of these ridges and they just got blown over. I mean. But the highway wasn't bad to Big Sur. Did it blow pretty bad down where you're at? The winds were really bad over here. No, not down there when I got there. There's like two and a half miles off the main road to get to the house. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's been all over the place. We got rain and then sunshine and then like blowing like gale force winds. Yeah. Then the sun comes back out. Then it rains some more. The forecast yeah. says it's going to rain and then it doesn't. No. And then it says it's not going to rain and then it does. Yeah. yeah. No rain. Yeah. So my wife's like, did you look at the forecast? It's like, why would I look at the forecast? Yeah. You know, I just flip a coin. Hey, just look out it's the window. The at least as accurate as yeah. the yeah, that one that one uh, starting that we had like three weeks ago, like we had like seventy miles per hour winds. It took down my fence, and and still I'm still looking for my gazebo. I don't know where it's at. Oh, they took my gazebo, and I got where the hell did that thing go? Well, they had a tornado yard. warning. They had a yeah. tornado warning up in Chester. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, I'm not really worried about those. Yeah, well, this Tuesday, we got together uh, in the morning to do our weekly um, co-op steering committee meeting. Whoa, that was cool. Who was that? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and, you know, it's just it was kind of a skeleton crew. There's just a few of us there this time, just a few of us guys, so. We didn't know, you know, what to do because we didn't have the women there to lead us, you know. <laughs> but we we managed to make a go of it anyway. Talked a little bit, talked uh, a little bit about just some of the benefits that um, that we're gonna have as a uh, as a co-op, as a group, you know. I mean, what can we offer 
uh, potential members. And we were just kind of talking about, hey, remember when you couldn't get hardware a few years back? Remember that? What that was like? Oh, yeah. Nobody had hardware or you, could only, you couldn't get certain finishes. I mean, what if us all getting together somehow we could figure out a way to, you know, to manage that. So when like nobody else can get it, the members of our co-op, we still had hardware. Huh, that's just something to think about, you know? One thing that that we might be able to, to benefit from by just, you know, being together. Think about Bill Dobbin all the time. Bill Dobbin is always like, hey, what if we all just got together and did something? What if we all like, what if we came up with our own hand, our own like door pull, you know? And um, and as a group, we would have buying power to just, uh, you know, get our own thing made that only we have. And you have to be a member of our club in order to get that thing. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't know. Just an idea. But it's, anyway. the way you, it's the way you grow. Right? It's the way you grow. You got to take a lot of the competition, the, the everyday guys that can get the same thing that you have out of the equation, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, you can go on Google or Amazon and order CRL hardware or Portals hardware, but you wouldn't be able to do that. You know, with this, we don't sell ours that way. I want to make sure that it, if I sell it, it's a, a shower door professional and it's in an area that it doesn't affect another guy. Absolutely. You yeah, know? that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. There was a guy, I, I found this out from an ex-employee of C.R. Lawrence. He told me that there was a guy, it was a, it was a young Russian kid that was good on the computer, and he would make volume purchases from CRL at a very discounted price. And he would just sell that hardware to the general public over the internet. And he was selling thousands of it. Thousands. He wasn't receiving. He was having it drop shipped and charging people for it and still making money. And that was just CRL. But that means that any Joe can start installing shower doors if they can get glass. And the problem that I run across is that a lot of the glass suppliers will sell to anybody, licensed or not. So I don't know if you run into that in your area, but I know there's guys here that they could care less. If these people want to pay money, they're going to sell them glass. Yeah. Do you run into that? I mean, like your suppliers, the ones that you buy from, do you know if they'll sell to... Anybody? Hmm, good question. I know a couple of ours do. They'll sell yeah. to anybody, whether they're licensed or not or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's a couple places that'll only sell, you know, to an established uh, company. You got to have a brick and mortar. You know, you got to have a shop. You know, you can't even open an account. But there's other guys that'll just sell to yeah, anybody anybody that shows up with money and do you have brian do you know which company that is that does that yes do you know if they're a certified um a fabricator and temper do you that know I if don't. they do you know if they have a tempering logo on there that says 
that they've been certified by SGCC? They have they have a tempering logo. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the codes you know show that they have the proper certifications and licenses to do so. I would. I mean, I'm just assuming that yes, but I don't know for sure. So we have a weird industry. You know, it's not mandated. Really, I didn't know that. You it's can not be... mandated that you be licensed and. You don't have everything to, be certified. to temper. That's correct. You just got to have an oven. Well, if you have an oven, um, you have you to have a stamp. You can temper, but you don't have to even put a stamp on it. You don't even have to stamp it. You don't have to, right? No, I mean, you're, they don't have to, but the installer may get stuck with a, an inspector that says, where's that? tempering logo how can you prove to me it's tempered before i sign off on this house there's other building inspectors that don't know the rule or the law they just pass it anyhow they just see glass there and they assume it's all tempered properly i mean i've done removals and i don't know if you guys have that it was plate glass it was not tempered glass it was three eights it was plate glass yeah. That's pretty odd. I, that's it's hard crazy. to fathom that. Um, yeah, we have a temper here. He sells to anybody if they come pick it up. And if you're brick and mortar, he'll deliver. And uh, I think he is certified. Um, you know, I'd have to check the his uh, logo. But he's, he's big. He's got, uh, he's one of the top fabricators in the glass magazine. Like the top 50 or something like that. Well, Okay, so I've applied to that, and they're only going off your revenue. So if you're a yeah. top one, you have a high revenue, but they're not checking in your certifications. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's not mandated that you get certified. You can do what they call self-test. Mm -hmm. And there's there's certain people, I think Greg might even be one, that, that self-tests. Now, Greg... I, I've known him for years and he's the guy that will go over the top. You know, he'll do everything you're supposed to do, but there's a lot of guys that don't. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that not needing a certification, is that like a nationwide thing or is that state by state? Okay. So if you look at the state building codes, they say that shower doors must be made with safety glass. They didn't say it had to be tempered glass. So it could be plastic. It could be, uh, glass, it could be laminated. Uh, people are trying to push the button and say, well, can I do plate glass and put a safety film on it? Film it. Okay. And, and film it so if it breaks, it stays together. Will that meet your certification? Mm -hmm. But they say, you know, some people say that is safety glass by doing that. Others say it's not. And some glass guys will say, well, how come if I put uh, a film on a mirror to make it safety mirror. Now that is, but it's not tempered. But now you're calling that a safety mirror. So how come a shower door is different than a mirror? Thickness of glass. You well, okay. Weight so of let, glass. Let's say he did the same thickness. Let's say they were both quarter inch. You had a quarter inch mirror, or he had a quarter inch semi frameless shower yeah. door. Now they're what's supported, the difference? They're supported differently too. I. I you can't even make a comparison. You can't even make a comparison on that. 
Yeah, I mean, if a, a, a door mirror is plate gets called on the wall, you know, it's glued to a wall. Up, but but if it falls off, it's going to, um, what's that? Well, Christina, you're saying the door is operable and the mirror is not. I've seen mirrors operate. You, when you're a fabricator, you don't know what the installer is going to do with that glass once it leaves your building. Mm -hmm. You don't know where he's going to install it, what he's going to install it with. Your job as a fabricator is to make sure that you give them tempered safety glass. We choose to use SGCC, which is the Safety Glass Council Certification Council, which is a a big plus and it's a good liability offset for us, but we're not mandated to do that. And it costs us a lot of money to do it, but we still do it because we think it's the right thing to do, have a third party test it to verify it. Yeah. So- Bill, are there other uh, other companies that do that? Like other certification uh, companies, third parties? Well, so SGCC is the governing body of it but there are testing labs around the country. Like we're lucky we have one in Florida and we can truck it there, but they all have to report to SGCC. And that's what all the architects use when they specify jobs. So when you're looking at specs, it says it must meet SGC and then ANSI standards. And when you get certified, they send you a number and that's what you stamp on the glass and you bake it into that number. So now everybody knows that you've passed certification levels. But as far as shower door mandates, there's no mandate that that must be stamped. There's no mandate that you must go through a third party. You can do what they call self-certify yourself. Very interesting. I mean, when you start getting into the weeds, it's very interesting. And that's why I was wondering if any of your fabricators sell glass to Joe Schmo, who doesn't even have a license to do business. Like if I, uh, Brad, if I went to your place or to that place you were talking about just off the street, they would sell me, right? Yep. Now it may be at a higher price than a brick and mortar. I don't know. Or maybe the fact you have a brick and mortar, they'll deliver to you. Would if you went and picked up, would you get it at a cheaper price than if they delivered to you? Um, I don't. I think they deliver. Um, they charge a little bit for delivery. I think, but it's just like anybody else, like Old Castle. You know, they have the fuel surcharge and all that. All right, and that's another little glitch in that the surcharge shouldn't be for delivery. It should have zero to do with delivery. It should be would you get charged their cost of energy to make the glass yeah. and to temper? Right. That's what the surcharge is supposed to be, not for delivery. Delivery is a I'm not a sure how that different is. Issue. But, uh, I, I don't get it delivered from them anyway. So it's I, I don't really know if they charge for that or not. Yeah. Just so, yeah, the, so, so I know I one time I was uh I needed a piece of glass. I was uh uh, I was up in the barrier and uh, Old Castle, I called them up. They got it ready for me and and they still charge me a surcharge. So regardless, if you get delivered or not, you still get charged for it. Yeah, because it's in your computer yeah. that way, you know, on order entry. And for some reason, they don't want to take and it you out. Don't, 
and we don't get charged for delivery. It's just a surcharge, whatever, like Bill said. No, actually, Adrian, they if they charge you the surcharge, even though you picked up, that would be accurate because it's supposed yeah. to be for their cost of energy to make the glass, not to deliver it. Yeah, yeah so they make. don't charge. Yeah, I don't get charged for delivery. It's just a surcharge, wherever that is. Yeah. Four uh, percent, I think, or something like that. Right? Yeah, and that surcharge is the same whether you pick up or they deliver. Yep, exactly. Yeah. My question now, like, what the heck? But yeah, they explained that to me. So now, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Did Adrian? Did you say four percent? A four percent surcharge? Yep, that's how much I pay. Wow, percent. Cost them a lot. I'm, a lot more I'm in a, California, Brian. I'm eighteen. Eighteen. Dude, yeah. we got. But I got like four or five tempers around me that that are willing to, yeah, I get it really cheap. I think uh, Old, I got, Castle, Old Castle just dropped to eleven percent, I believe. I got to deal with them. Mine is four percent right now with them. Yeah. Wow. Glassfab's twelve, but Glassfab <laughs> doesn't charge the sur they Glassfab <laughs> charges surcharge on the glass. Glassfab. They don't four. charge it on fabrication or any of the other stuff. Glassfab, I'm four and a half. And Old Castle charges on everything, and then and then CW's two two and a half. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty. And then and then CW too. If I don't order hardware, I get I get I don't I don't get charged delivery at all. If I just order a glass, so no surcharge. So I got like four or five. I got yeah, we got quite a bit to choose from. So how many of your guys that you buy from, if you have four or five, are they all third-party certified? Do you do you know what the stamp, the letters on the tempering bug mean? I do not. Yeah, I, I bet you more than half of the people don't know. I'll tell you, in this group, probably a high percentage know, but as far as the 2,500 members of the Shower Door Professional Facebook page, I bet you many of them have no idea. They just think it's a piece of advertising from the vendor. Yeah, well, when I first joined this group, yeah, you were saying something, there's a, a code on the... On the tip. And so I, I looked it up, and yeah, you could trace that number to the company. So yeah, now I know what it is, but I, before <laughs> I never... I didn't really even care, you know, at the moment. I didn't, I didn't think it really mattered, but yeah. It, yeah, yeah so, and you... And you can't get those things to stamp on. You can only get it from a couple of companies and they make sure you have a certified letter from the third party place that you're up to date. And then they yeah. send it to you and then you can use it in your stamp when you go to temper it. It's, it's really, really an interesting thing. I'm blown away that they don't mandate that it's done by a third party because too many people try and cheat the system. Yeah, because you, you can get a stamp. I mean... One time I was doing um, uh, I was doing some school buses, some windows for them, and and the uh, the tempering bug was really light, but they couldn't see it. Uh, it was either um, either replace all the glass or or get a stamp. Well, it didn't work, so we had to replace all the glass because they couldn't see the tempering bug, even though it was. Mm -hmm. It was retarded. Yeah. Some guy. Some guys will accept a letter from the temper if you can tell them the date and the time that it was tempered and show the order going in. Yeah, they but don't care. The average inspector, I guess the way the law is written is they have to have it visibly seen. Like you can't bury it in a channel or behind a hinge plate. Yeah. But, you know, 
they say that, but then your customer hates it. Yeah. And then, and then your customer demands that it's in a lower corner, not an upper corner. And it goes on and on and on. Well, then uh, that's too bad. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Bill, that's correct. We've had to write a couple of letters um, because the inspector comes out and doesn't see the stamp. And um, so we, we draft a letter, we go back to what day we tempered, et cetera, but we do certified as well. We do certify with SGCC. So, you do? Okay. Yep. I, so we got a truckload going down Friday, as a matter of fact, with, you know, four different, four different types and four different thicknesses. One time, the funny story is when your stuff gets certified, you have to send it and it doesn't matter how ugly it looks. It can be the ugliest looking tempered glass as long as it meets the tempering certification. Even if your customer wouldn't accept it on looks, the testing facility doesn't care if it's ugly. But um, we failed the certification one time, and it was because the glass was too thin. So, and again, this was the float plant supplied us with the three eighths. We tempered it, sent it off to the testing facility, and we failed not due to the tempering, but to the actual thickness of the glass. That's interesting. <laughs> and when we said, hey, we didn't, you know, they're like, nope you got to be within a certain range. So actually the float plant had shipped out glass that was a little too thin to meet the minimum. Wow. So I've had to... it, I've had it where it's thicker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not thinner where, you know, you have certain channel in it and it just won't fit in, especially mm -hmm. when you're doing half inch glass, you know, and they got it and it's, uh, it's thicker than 12 millimeter. I think there must've been a guy who used to be in the wood business. Cause you know, half inch plywood's, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, about five sixteenths these days, I think. So I had that happen to me once pretty early on in my career. And it really sucked because I, I ordered a half inch class, had half inch channel and it wouldn't fit in the channel. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's a messed up situation. I mean, would have been you your think? channel. It could have been the channel too. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. It the was the glass. glass. The glass was. Yeah, and I and I called the supplier. And said, "Hey, this glass is too thick." And they're like, "Yeah, it's, that happens. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna remake it or anything, you know." So what'd you do? Find another channel. I, I yeah, I actually ended up using like some um, some L angle. I, I don't know if I think I took it and ripped it on the on the table saw. Yeah. ripped it in half or whatever and then like used epoxy to glue it in oh it was it sucked <laughs> yeah that's what you could do you could rip it in half so you still have l shapes on both sides i mean it's not the yeah. right way to do it like rip it right down the middle of the yeah. bottom leg right so you have two l angles and then yeah, yeah. just kind of used some epoxy to glue it kind of back together it was i was messing yeah that's not right but that, that whole thing, Greg, I don't know if you came on late, but it was all about how many fabricators sell glass to any Joe off the street. Mm. Not even a legitimate business, or maybe they sell directly to a handyman or a, you yeah, know. Yeah, we assume they do because, you know, you, you would talk to them and they'd all say, oh, no, you got to have a business address and you got to have a business, you know, you got to be able to deliver to a business location. And then you hear they're delivering to a self-storage unit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. So they'll yeah. deliver it to a business. It doesn't have to be a class business then. Correct. Yep. So, and we just stop worrying about it. We're like, we just keep our head down and keep cranking. So it's just those guys just ruin it for 
It is the guys weird. that really try and do it right, right? Yeah, yeah it's funny. Like on the other side of that spectrum, it's like I remember uh, first few years I was doing uh, window replacements. I was actually doing a lot of window replacements um, back when I was a full service glass shop. And uh, I couldn't get Milgard to sell to me. Even though I had a, a location, even though I was licensed, had a location, had a storefront location, they still wouldn't sell to me. They're, it's, it's hard to get them done. They're a pain in the butt, dude. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they're really, they're very exclusive. So, I mean, I guess it's a good thing. I mean, they're just taking care of their, their Over, customers. Overrated window, by the way. Very overrated. Absolutely, yeah. They, they keep suck. their service guys busy, though. Yeah, their windows <laughs> suck, dude. Hate their windows. I see their trucks all the time. Yeah, there's a reason why. And I don't, I don't care who they sell to. You know, these fabrication places. Just be honest. You know, instead of saying I'm one side, I'm, oh no, we only sell to people with established this, that, this, that, and then you find out it's not true. I know, I know. Glass Fab here where I live, they won't sell to anybody. They only have a will call. So they have to deliver to you. If you don't have a yep. uh, a business, they they won't you won't be able to buy glass. Nope. If you have a license, you can get they will not sell just to anybody. <clears throat> right. How about on your cutoffs? Adrian. Do you if oh. you're not making shower doors and you have cutoffs, do you make shelves or things yes. and, and then sell that to the public as out of the glass yeah, not of stock sizes, but that's we do. We do shelving and rectangular uh, and circular circular tabletops. We don't do anything to pattern for tabletops. So somebody will come in with some ornate, yeah, bed stand or something, and the car there'll be a craft paper poorly sketched out, uh, and you know make this top. And uh, no, we don't do that. So it's got to be like a geometrical shape, something yes. we can put on our cutting table. Standard, yeah. But I mean, do you make up like? Uh... Let's say you're cutting a big piece of either three eighths or half inch, and you've got you know a decent amount of leftover, but not enough to make another door out of. Yeah. So either you're going to put it aside and wait for a small panel to make, mm. or do you just say let's cut it up and sell shelves, and we'll temper them all at once, and for inside, and then put them in with you know clamps or clips as a soap dish inside the shower. Yeah, we don't. Um, no. the yield on three eighths is really, really good. I'd say half inch. We just don't sell enough of it to have that much left over. Five sixteenth mm -hmm. seems to be a situation with us where we have a lot of cutoffs. Mm -hmm. But um so, so, so you don't. You're not making like yeah. the triangular ones with a little half arch for nope. a corner. Okay. Nope. Not a bad idea. We just just don't. But if you had shop right. guys, you know, sitting around not doing anything, it's an yeah. ideal thing to do because it could be a money maker. Yep. With tempering oven wheel uh, rollers, the gaps, you can only go so small on your glass. I don't right. know what your dimensions are, but um, so I usually send them to the tile places that have those little eight inch glass shelves, you know, three inch by eight inch or whatever stuff that's too small for our oven. Yeah. No, I just make them big enough where they fit. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, when the customer's really beating you up for a price, you can say, hey, we can get you a glass shelf and put it in and then you're not taking anything off the price and you're just using, you know, your Less scrap labor. glass. Yeah. Our, none of our, our customers don't beat us up on price at all. Good. It's a, it's a little joke there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that problem. Not yet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming. You, you've got two good pockets of business there. So that's yeah. good. That's very good. Yeah, Chattanooga's going very well. Brian's doing a great job. And so it's all good. Figured it would. All of a sudden, I'm seeing Chattanooga pop up for all sorts of things. I was some business I just saw the other day, and it said home base was Chattanooga. It's a pretty good sized business, too, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, I see your name popping up everywhere as far as Chattanooga. Yeah. It's good. It's all good. Had a good home show. Anybody have good home show season? This oh, year? you did yours already. Good. Yep. Oh, We're doing one that's coming up pretty soon. Where was yours, Greg? What's uh, it? What's it? In Chattanooga. In Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah. When's yours in Knoxville, or do you have one? We have one. We actually were slammed this year, so we didn't do the Knoxville show. We actually put a deposit down, and they're going to hold it for next year. But we wow. it was too important, so we held. Okay. Good. Very good. Yeah. How are your guys January this year compared to January last year? Seeing that we're in mid-February, you should have looked at your numbers already. Mm -hmm. Is everybody positive? I'm talking to everybody in the whole group. Yeah, everybody. Everybody up? I'll jump in if people don't want to jump in. We Go were for closed it. for a week in January because of the Knoxville got nine inches of snow and that shuts the place down and then it was cold for a week. So yeah. we were actually down a little in January up per day, but down for the month, but we we're up in February significantly. So we're up for the year. So I'm happy about Good. that. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm encouraged by what I've seen. I'm actually quite surprised because I was ready for about a 20% drop and we haven't seen it yet. So I keep the recession keeps hiding from us. So yeah. Yeah. So I'd say we're very solid. I'm very happy. How are you guys seeing things? Same, same. It was a little, little slow right at the holidays, and all of a sudden, a big push as January first came around. And we're in full season now, as everybody's heading to Florida. Mm -hmm. So yeah, booking jobs every single day—it's crazy. But this mm -hmm. is what we expect for a season. It's what we want. Nice. But I remember when I was up north, this was, this was a very slow time. Yeah. How's California? We're doing good. Good. Phone's yeah. still ringing. Orders are still coming in. People are still spending money, right? Oh, yeah. Good. Nice. They buy houses for $16 million, tear them down to build a new house. <laughs> Good they can do that. Brian, how you doing? I'm a little, I'm a little slow. Um, this, this past week was kind of slow. It's winter break over here. For all okay. the schools, so a lot of uh, a lot of the families take vacation, so I wasn't able to really schedule too much work for this particular week. But all in all, um, it's been a little bit slower. How, yeah, how long I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know my numbers all that well, but you know, just kind of going by um, recollection, I guess, just kind of looking at past past jobs and whatnot. You've got you've got a full year under your belt in your new location, right? Uh, no, not quite. Not quite. Um, it'll be a full year in the end of March. So okay. That, so another month. So last January and February, you were not in the building yet. I was not in the building yet. No. Okay. And that, and we did that too, and not not to be Jeff Brian, but sometimes you know I'll. 
will be like, oh, well, it was school vacation and I'm not making fun. I did this. And oh, it's this and it's a school vacation or back to school. We always do. And I'm sure Bill does too, year over year. So January, we don't compare January to December. We don't compare January to November. We compare January to January, right. February to February, March to March. So that's why those numbers are important. So you can know how you're doing year over year. Um, yeah. Now your school vacation may shift one week. You know, it might yeah. be the second week of February as opposed to the third week of February or whatever it, it ends up being. But like Greg says, you go month to month. Just compare yourselves. Right. Now let's do the same thing. Leads, quotes, bookings, installs. Those are the Com four numbers. Com completed installs. <laughs> Don't get me going on completed. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty busy. I mean, we were pretty slow in January. Then February it started to pick up again. That's pretty normal. Yeah. First time of year. I mean, it's just right after the holidays, people are just kind of taking a break. But yeah, that's um, same here. Like Greg's saying, you know that that's you really have to compare this month, this year to this month last year. You know, to get really apples to apples comparisons. Well, uh, Mike in uh, Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, how about you? You're on mute. There you go. Yeah, we're um, we're um, we're sorry. We're solid. We have had colors. We don't do uh, just shower doors, as I've said on here before. Um, but uh, year over year, I'm. I'm I'm actually above last uh, January, and I'm exceeding last February year to date. So good, okay. Uh, but within your software, you can track yeah. how much of it is shower door and how much of it is the rest. Are correct? Yeah, I can. I use okay. that Main Street software, yeah. and uh, you can go category by category. And um, I I stay pretty on top of that. I tr I try to anyhow. Um, um, but yeah, we're, it, it, it's, um, how do I say it? You can look at your, your revenue, you know, all that, uh, by category, but the way that particular software works, um, I can, I can, I have to add, add in book jobs that are booked, but aren't shown on revenue yet. So if you add that number to what we have in house already, we've, we've had a pretty nice year so far. Yeah. That that's a good point. Some guys will base it only on completed jobs, revenue on completed jobs. Others are on orders taken. Uh, we like to base it on orders, you know, even though they're not fully installed yet. On order, it's something at least, I at least have a deposit. It's not just a verbal, let's go. Right. I got to I gotta see some kind of commitment from the customer before I'll, I'll call it up. Oh, that's what we call an order. Yeah, you've got a commitment, you've got a deposit. You've created, you've already created a, a work order yeah. and started the process. Yeah. So that's in progress. Yeah. So that's like our salesmen don't get paid on orders. That doesn't, they don't necessarily get paid on completions of jobs. At that point, they've done their job and it's out of their control. Right. Hmm. So yeah, all the reports we run revenue based are based on sales orders. 
So that's, say we hit the Northeast, except for who's born North than you guys, uh, Mike in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm multitasking. I didn't hear what you said. I heard my name. <laughs> well, no, we were wondering, I was trying to get a feel around the country and different segments of the country. If you've already done, here we are mid-February, if you've done at least your January year-to-date numbers, compared it to how you did a year ago, January. And then Greg said he's already done it to mid-February. So year-to-date, January 1st to February well, 20th, let's say. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to tell because last year we were Image Glassworks and this year we're Ideal Shower Doors. So my numbers are still, you know, I mean, I think March would is the kind of the turnover when we switched over and just started exclusively doing shower doors. So the numbers right. aren't going to be entirely accurate for another couple of months to be able to compare year to date. Yeah. And going from your gut, uh, it's kind of like what Brian was doing in the Philadelphia area. Anyhow, going from your gut, are you as busy as you were last year at this time of the year? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely a scary move just telling people we don't do that anymore because I've been doing glass for 40 years. So, you know, to start telling people, you know, we don't do that anymore was definitely a scary jump, but we did it. Um, the schedule is now full with shower door installs and not little piddly stuff, you know, just the truck just driving around, not really making money. So we're, we're definitely staying busier with better jobs and, and higher margin jobs. So, um, and the stress level is cut, you know, drastically, I'm not chasing around all this little stuff and you know the quantity of customers you know if you if we could deal with three or four customers a day or whatever uh it's a heck of a lot easier to make money that way than, than trying to juggle 10 you know trying to make that same money so the stress level went down as well sure and we've grown right. even just from last year we've last year at this time i think you know we've probably hired maybe three people so in in the last year since we've switched over so now we have you know, dedicated salesperson, dedicated estimator. So it's, it's my gut would say uh, we're in the right direction. The, the numbers are a little delayed. Yeah, Mike, you, you've done something that's quite difficult to do. And that is to say no to a current revenue stream. And that is very, very hard to do. So yeah, I've I mean, done it. We it's did scary. storm panel screens you know, all this stuff that was actually bringing in money and commercial storefront. And you're right. It's scary. So congratulations on the leap. And it's yeah. easy for people here to go. It's great. Do it, do it, do it. Till you actually say no to a bunch of money. Yeah. I know. I mean, my grandfather, I've been in the business my whole life. My grandfather has been in the glass business since the sixties. So it was all I knew. So that's when we, my brother and I went on our own, we just did what we knew how to do. And then we did that for about 10 years, 11, what, 11 years, and it worked really well for us. And then we just kind of switched over, but I don't know. We took the leap. It was definitely, it was definitely a good move. Cause I just, I have, I have so much more free time. I don't, I say free time, but I have so much more available time to like um, develop better systems and, and develop the business and, and do so much other, you know, improve system, you know, all that stuff, as opposed to just chasing around, uh, I need that insulated unit that's going out at eight there, you know, so I've noticed. It's amazing how customers assume that because you're in the glass business that you obviously do windows, you obviously do tabletops, you obviously do, yeah. you know, and you, and so Bill's successfully done that. 
shower door in the name so you know what you're uh, uh doing you know what they know what you do but yeah it's, it's saying no to that stuff is hard but it pays off well that's why mike changed his name actually it was a lot of the discussions here on this group that uh, mike did it and and adrian you know changed their logo around where he's got shower doors by landa now where it used to just say landa glass uh and and you're really seeing a difference and again, Chris, kudos to you for having this forum so guys like that can learn from it and, and grow. I've been watching Mike's growth now for the last year, and him and his brother, they're kicking ass. They're doing really good and going up against some significant competition, and you're doing really good. And Mike, are you still doing mirrors and stuff too? Or, or are you not doing mirrors anymore either? We try to stay away from them. Um, if, if we're in the bathroom with the customer and, and it's literally behind us and they ask, we try, we try to sell them us like our, our fabricator that we buy from has stock sizes. And we try to sell them on that because if we get into the customized, you know, eighth inch at the bottom, I want to go to Florida. I want to go to ceiling and the outage on the right and a, and a cutout for the thing. It's not worth it's not worth all that time that it takes to measure it. It's not it's not worth the risk anymore. So we just we try to steer them towards the stock mirror uh, that we can just kind of bring with us and slap on the wall when we come to do the shower. But if somebody just calls us for a mirror, we we don't we don't really do it. You know. So you don't have a mirror fabricator that will cut. They will do it. They just charge through the nose for it. Uh, and yeah. if they're going to do, if you have if. If they want to do, they literally just added this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if there's like a three sixteenths outage on the top on the ceiling, if they're charging one hundred twenty five dollars to cut that oh. outage, yeah. Nice. So, whoa, um, one twenty five just for the outage. Yes. So by the time that gets mocked up, so it just became, and they they raised the prices two dollars a square foot. They don't want to be doing mirrors any more than I do or anybody or any of us did. <laughs> So they they just jack the prices up. They 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 jack the price up on the fabrication on the square footage um the cutouts all, all that stuff so um it just and i'm like i'm fine with it i i'm not i'm not arguing with you guys or whatever but i'll just try to i'll just try to sell the stock size mirrors and that's we're, we're kind of you know it, it doesn't come up all that often but when it does we seem to have luck with it and we just have that discussion with the customer and say hey you know we can we don't really do this this wall you know wall to wall floor to ceiling mirror with the cutouts anymore it's just it's not it's not in the cards it's too much money Mm-hmm. You quote a thousand dollar bathroom mirror, and they look at you like you're crazy. It's like you know, I'm paying five hundred bucks for this thing, and I'm gonna pray that it fits, and we don't chip it on the way in. And then there's no, and then there's no rub mark or scratch or whatever, because then the whole thing starts over. It's just not worth it. If if there's something wrong with the stock one, send me another. You know, whatever. But so that's that's kind of what we switched over to. We'll we'll, we'll gladly pass on the mirror if 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 it becomes a, a hassle. Shit, I just did a twenty thousand dollar mirror job. I'll never pass up that. I'll do them yeah. all day. Yeah. Oh, okay. we have a fabricator we buy from. If it's out of square, they charge you uh, sixteen dollars for out of square. <laughs> yeah, they never used to. Like they, they just this just came out about three weeks ago. Um, oh God, that's ridiculous. But Old Castle bought, so we buy a lot from Sidco up in Maine, and Old Castle bought Sidco, and then. A few years back, and then kind of when it first happened, they kind of changed a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, like health insurance and all the administrative stuff, and they just kind of narrowed down that. And now they got the number crunches in there, and they're closing people's accounts that don't buy enough 
because it costs money to keep accounts open. So they're going in and they're kind of slashing those accounts off the books. And they're just, they're really crunching the numbers to see. They, so they do have beveled machines. We used to be able to get half, three quarter, inch, inch and a quarter, whatever. Now they, they're just doing half an inch. So they're, they're slashing down to say, you know, we don't want to keep changing this beveled machine over to do different sizes. So that when it comes to the mirrors, so they implemented a bunch of changes on mirrors. That's why we kind of veered over to being like, what can we get that's just stock that you guys just have worked well. You know, the company we buy from, they do our tabletops, our mirrors, and shells. And, yeah. hmm. Can't beat their pricing. We used to do a lot of that in-house, and we stopped that. So if we if we went to back to doing that, we could no, save money. I, I, I used to do it all in-house, but these guys do it, and we can't afford to do it. I agree. That's that's the way it used to be here, but not yeah. with this, this factory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mirrors are hard to make money at. You've got to get a pretty good deal on mirrors in order to really make make money putting them in and, and get a lot of them. It's like, you know, like Adrian's talked about, I mean, they've got, they've already got a history of doing a lot of mirrors and people are going to them for them. They're cutting them and throwing them in. I mean, you can make money at it, but um, yeah, you have to. You have we to. Have, we, have, we stock cases of mirrors here in my shop. We don't try. We do a lot of uh, subdivisions too, so we 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 do that shower doors. It's it's easy money, man. Simple. There been you doing go. This been doing this since I was sixteen years old. But yeah, cutting a mirror, I can do it with my eyes closed. Yep, that's what it takes, you know. Usually so when I, I usually have, when I, I touch. Have, Usually when I touch mirrors, I have to close my eyes because the sun's reflecting right back in it. <laughs> we find there's two mirror markets here. One is the builder market where it's, you know, the, the builders building several homes and the production builder. And they'll be like, this is what we pay for mirrors. Yeah. And it'll be, they'll make, I'll make up a number six bucks a square foot installed. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I can't put my guys in a truck for that. And so somebody else will do the job and they're in a beat up white van. It's all rusted, you know, and you're like, you can have it. And then there's the other end, which is the designer with the full wall of mirror around a whole window, three cutouts, et cetera, et cetera. And the budget's there, but the mistake ratio on those and the possibility of things going wrong is so high. Now we, we have gotten up the courage, not as much courage as Michael has. We say no to mirror only jobs. Uh, but we do mirrors as a service for our shower customers. So that's our middle ground. My crew would cheer if I discontinued mirrors tomorrow. Yeah, we do the same thing. It's like it's we do mirrors as an add-on. Um, if they're already if they're already ordering a shower door, we're gonna be there anyway to put in a put in a mirror. But like, I mean, I'm I'm uh I'm on the same page with like, you know, trying to to make them, I try to talk them out of like really tight fitting, lots of holes and all that. It's like, mm -hmm. unfortunately, people seem to be moving away from that anyway. They are. Um, you know, they don't want so many like holes for for lights to come through and they're putting their, their outlets, you know, in other spots. Um, so fortunately, the trend is moving away from that. Are they doing the LED mirrors or getting frame mirrors from Home Depot or Lowe's or Marshalls, whatever? 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, so. So true, so true. You know what I did in my own closet at my house? I put a, it was like 24 by 68. I don't know if anybody's ever used, um, I think it was Mirror Mate, Mirror Mate.com or something like that. You go on there and you just pick a frame and and it's wood, whatever, whatever finish, whatever color you want. And you literally double face tape it to the mirror. It looks the balls. Yeah, they like are awesome. Yeah. But you put, you put it on the ceiling. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you don't want to see that <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> do any of you get many requests for reeded glass or ribbed glass yes really like I, who said project, yes projects uh, yeah you're probably getting it too for uh, big projects like Ritz Carlton's been doing that a lot lately when you start bidding those hotel shops and resorts. You're talking about reeded heavy glass? Yeah, reeded heavy glass. I think uh, GGI makes it. I can get that here. Yeah, these designers, they come up with this stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Right, but then the flow plant's got to do it. So for us, it's just rain. No, they're importing it, right? But then as a fabricator, like in our case, we want to be able to cut it and hurt ourselves. So the mistake rate is terrible if you don't get the patterns right. Yeah, you got to cut, cut it upside down on the table. Is that what you do? It's like rain? Yeah, you cut it like rain, right? Yeah. And then you got to make sure the reeds fall. So in optimization, you can't go horizontal and vertical. You can only go one way. Right. You don't want to make a storm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, they don't want horizontal reading glass no. that's storm glass it's, it's so funny storm or hurricane tim i heard it was called hurricane i don't know <laughs> elamon why why do you ask that question well because i been bombarded by everybody left and right designers with reeded glass so so we are bringing that in stock now uh just because we have so much um so many requests and nobody really has that so are you bringing in in three eights yeah three eights low iron oh, uh, nice. if you need to get ready rid of any of it let me know we might try some like yeah if you bring... i did i did find out that you know it's different to fabricate because of the rate so it's definitely you need to charge you know pretty hefty on that glass just because there's uh fabricating yeah. that is not as Simple per se, so you gotta do it on your water jet, or uh, on the cutting table. It's not as easy to cut as you know regular glass. Right, right. Is it temper like rain, or yeah, you just temper it like any other uh, three eighths glass. Tempering the same. It's all the fabrication is tricky, especially to cut. You know, even like if you're doing, uh, if you remember when you did pattern sixty two, which is like a pebble texture. Mm -hmm. you cut it on the back it's not totally smooth you run your hand across it's got a ripple to it yep so your pressures on your head have to adjust accordingly some of the glass comes in very brittle too so and how sorry no, go ahead go ahead how, how are you finding the uh the hinges are grabbing on the reeded glass well don't forget we're using pivots so we got no problem with that I don't know about the guys who use a Walmart. I don't. I can't answer that. 
I would be interested to know if you if they're getting more door slippage with the hollows in the in the flute. Yeah, you would think there's less surface to grab on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coding her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm, I hadn't thought of that. Somebody must have posted Coded. something on Pinterest or something, you know, and now everybody wants it forever. You know, some read some reeded glass. It'll probably pass pretty quickly. So you put the coating on yourself. Yeah, You're I not, have that. Yeah, I have that. If, yeah, so yeah. So that's kind of what Greg is asking. Are you yeah. mask, masking off? So that means you're putting it on and you're taping around yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. We only There's... coat one side. We only coat one side. We don't coat both sides. Just the one. Yeah. Right. In here. So. Did you ever get a customer to request both sides? No. No. I do do both sides when I have a, uh, if there's a tub on the other side. And yeah. Then, of course, they get, then I'll coat that, that one side for them. But most of the time when I saw my glass, uh, I usually tape it, you know, with uh, some kind of um, tape, you know, set up my glass, set it up. And the dinosaur, no tape will stick to that dinosaur. This thing is freaking good luck. So I need I need some friction on the glass to to um, to be able to tape my glass and, you know, when I install it, you know. And we'll, we'll coat any hand etching that we do. So if somebody wants a privacy strip on the outside, we'll coat yeah. that. Yeah. Huh? You yeah. do that? Well, you get finger grease and everything like that on it if you don't. So right, right. You coat it, it makes a huge difference. Oh, okay. Do you ever get do you ever get customers that use their shower and when it steams up, you'll see some kind of marks in there, whether it's a mm -hmm. suction cup or uh, the Kevlar rollers coming off the quench. You'll see little patterns in the glass when you coat it by yourself after the fact that that goes away. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Me neither. Hey, Christina has a question for you, Bill Dobman. Yo, fire away. I don't know if she's just being shy or what. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. the case. You know how shy she is. Actually. I just wanted to know, uh, do you ever have wall or house movement with your pivot hinges, um, which would result in a door adjustment call? And then if, if so, what do you say to the customer since it's not a slipping door, it's their house movement? Yeah, I mean, rarely do we get that, rarely, but we've had it and we just do an adjustment and we'll explain to them. Usually when the wall is moving, let's say you're hinging it off a pocket door wall or they just have settling in the house, you'll see the remnant of that, the tile cracking vertically in the corner where you know, uh, you've got the one wall and then it turns, you'll see the cracking from the stress release. And we explain it to the customer. So it's not coming this way. What's happening is your wall is moving and you can see the, the remnant of it. And we can adjust it and we do, but it's, it's very rare. 
they're understanding if you can show them a good reason. Thank guess, you. Yeah. They understanding our customers are understanding but we still owe them some kind of results explanation it doesn't matter if it's a pivot or a wall mount right you're still mounting to that same wall that's moving i mean i used to have a lot of problems with wall mounts when it was heating season going over to cooling season and just the the swelling especially in the northern area where they use wood studs and you can just see that little movement so then the glass used to hit together. I mean, we, you know, when we, you're doing a door and panel, we don't put gaskets vertically between the panel and the door. We just have a very, very close tolerance. Mm -hmm. uh, so if the wall moves a little bit, the, they may click on the way by and we have to make a, an adjustment. But usually we're leaving uh, less than three sixteenths gap on the hinge side. So we can still move it towards the wall a little bit to take care of that little bit of movement. Okay, thank you. That yeah. is nice. The pivot hinges, you can get closer to the wall. You don't have the base plate of the hinge. Yeah. Crowding you. Yeah, years ago when I used wall mount hinges, though, we used to do a, what they call a wing notch. So I would modify that notch so that uh, we would cut tabs off the two corners so the glass could go over that back plate and get close to the wall. Mm -hmm. So it would be like that. And then on the open end, we would angle it. So as you put the glass in, it would actually go right over it. We would only leave a little over a 16th gap between that and the glass. I get H plates for that. So I get a little closer to the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I get. And then I get a bigger hinge cut out, deeper if one. If your fabricator's got a water jet, then it's not a problem. But if you're cutting the notches by hand and cutting it in, they're not going to do that. So uh, one other question that's related to reeded glass. Um, there's there's some picture going around Pinterest that everyone keeps sending us. It's the same picture. I knew so, it. I knew it was yeah. Pinterest. I was burned down. I always Pinterest. You know what though? Pinterest is creating demand for a fun product that costs money that we're more than willing to provide people for money. I would like, right? to, kick, I would like to kick this the person's ass when yeah. we kick that damn thing. No. Whoa. So, but my question for you class specifically is, let's say you have some severe wall outage. At what point would you be able to see that on the reeds? You know what I mean? Where, oh, wherever, yeah. it, wherever it matches up to something that's per perfectly plumb. So you're going to want your glass perfectly plumb. You go to adjust a door like this and you're working with straight lines. I mean, it's a pain. It's a real pain. Try doing a sliding bypass with those. And you just have to change the roller in one door to get it to fit right. My God, at that overlap, it looks terrible. You've got yeah. perfectly vertical lines here. And then this one's just off. Yeah. <laughs> so the picture on Pinterest that people keep sending us is uh, like wrapped in a gold U channel. So I'm leaning into that as like, that's gonna fix the wall problem, whatever. But yeah. um, I just, I thought about that and I just thought I would ask. And uh, well, thanks for the answer. That, well, that would be a solution. Like don't hinge the door off the wall. Okay, hinge it off that panel, put the panel in the outer square oh. into the channel. But again, that channel 
You got to be really careful. You can make it happen. Leave the gap of the outer square within the channel. You could do that. I, does anyone have enough experience to say, with reeded glass specifically, to say at what point would you say no? Or at what point would you say, I don't recommend this product for your space? Or you know, here's what I would do instead. I've had enough experience enough to tell them that you really want to give this some deep thought because most people say it makes them dizzy when they walk in there and you start walking by it. And the second thing is it's very trendy and it's going to go out of style quickly and you're going to be stuck with this. So give it some serious thought. If you want to play with it, go with a tint, uh, a film that gives you that readed look. And when you're tired of it, you can take the film off. Ooh, or just tell your customers, why do you want to hide your tile work? You did all this work, and you know, yeah. putting glass on air. You know, you're hiding your 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 tile. Makes because no sense it, because it's trendy, and Pinterest says it's good. <laughs> like I said, when I the person that ever came out with Pinterest, I swear. Okay, wow. hey, I really like reeded glass. I really like reeded glass. I like you I like, like it. it. I like it too. Yeah. For cabinet glass, <laughs> for cabinet glass, front doors, yeah. side yeah. lights in the front yeah. doors, great. Shower doors, boy. I tell you well, why, you get up in the morning and you go in the bathroom, it, it really it makes you dizzy. My, <laughs> my frame company that I use, they have uh, read glass. I sell quite a bit in a frame unit, but as far as 3.8, no, it's not available in this area, I don't think. No, it's not. Yeah. I think CW has it. If you, if you, no, I, I, they don't. I asked her. They don't anymore? They used to have no. all kinds of stuff. Oh, and be be careful with it too. Uh, Christina, I don't know if you were on from the beginning of this call when Chris was saying how Years ago, we had half-inch glass, and it didn't fit into the channel. Uh, you could run into that same thing with the reeds. On the high part of the reeds, it may not fit into a channel very well. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good, good to know. For me, it's kind of like the grid doors. I'm I'm staying away unless I'm forced. Right. Yeah. Well, see, we're bidding some hotel jobs, and that's what the Ritz-Carlton wants. That's mm -hmm. their designer out of wherever. Probably they work for Pinterest. But that's that's what they want us to the quote. I really recommend. I know we're over time, but I really, really recommend ceramic printing. I really recommend it. It has changed the game for us with grids. Yeah, I agree. I can't imagine doing that with, um, I guess, like a large scale project, like a hotel, where you want to cut everything square and put it in channel and be able to like maneuver and finagle. But I. I think in general, it is a really good option for a custom shower. Mm -hmm. Nice. Awesome. Well, hey, great talk, everybody. Where did that fly by tonight? Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad that y'all showed up and uh, hope to see you again next week. Maybe we'll talk about, uh, make the topic, how to talk your customers out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, hey guys, see you next time. Next see week. you guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. I'm Chris Phillips. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just search for Shower Door Pros and you'll find us.